When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this AL East Division preview episode of Flipping Bats. I am joined, as always, by Alex Curry. The AL East is going to be a blast this year. So many good teams. Top to bottom, it was a great division last year. Tons of storylines. And this year, I think there's a chance it could be even better, Alex. Yeah, this is a very strong division. Arguably, probably the most balanced division in the American League. So it can really go anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what you, you think is going to happen this season. But before we get into that, let's start by taking a look at last year's standings and how everything finished out. With the Yankees, who had probably one of the best starts to the season, fell off a little bit and came back up and and, and finished strong with 99 wins. The Yankees were on pace to have to possibly break the all-time yeah. wins record and ended up finishing 99 and 63, which is a very good it's year. Still a great year. First place, Toronto Blue Jays finishing second at 92 and 77 games back, followed by the Rays, 13 games back. The Orioles over 500, 83 and 79. 16 games back, and the Boston Red Sox finishing in dead last 21 games back. I'm excited for the AL East, Alex, because you mentioned you're excited to hear what I think. I think I'm going to surprise you. I have a a hot take on the AL East this year. So as we're going to go through notable additions for every team, losses, the best pitcher, hitter, um, breakout players from each team, and then ultimately the AL East Cy Young winner, MVP, most exciting player, and my predictions for how the division finishes up. Hot takes coming. I can't wait. Let's get started in the Bronx and with the team who finished first last season, the New York Yankees, by starting out the moves they made this offseason. The big one, and, re- and really the only notable one, is Carlos Rodon, who's become one of the best left-handed pitchers and, and pitchers in the game of baseball. He's dominant. It was a great addition. He, he is exactly what they need. And he's not technically a notable addition, but Aaron Judge, who was a free agent, I, I mean, they it, got him back. I would say that's a huge notable addition because there was kind of that, is he going to stay during the offseason? He declined the offer at the beginning of the season and bet on himself because he wanted a bigger contract. No, in yeah. Four years, so I technically not like an addition. Eh. Yeah. Okay. They added him as a captain. That is true. That's the addition of Aaron Judge as a captain. <laughs> added. Uh, losses, Andrew Benintendi, Chad Green, Aroldis Chapman, who admittedly is not Aroldis Chapman of old anymore. He is now gone and with the Royals, but those are the additions and subtractions. All right. Now, we obviously know Aaron Judge is the biggest bat in this lineup. 
But who is your hitter to watch this season on the Yankees? It's Aaron Judge. Yeah. I you can't. The guy's coming off of breaking the all-time Yankees home run record. He is the heartbeat of this team. He is the captain of the team. And what does he do as an encore mm-hmm. to hitting and breaking Roger Maris's all-time American League home run record? I don't know, but I'm excited to find yeah. out. And look, he is the most important hitter on the Yankees. I can go in a bunch of different directions and say, we well, you know Judge is going to hit. What else? No, I'm excited to see what he does to follow up the year he had. All right, moving to the mound. Who is your pitcher to watch on the Yankees? It's the notable addition I talked about, Carlos Rodon. Garrett Cole, ace of a staff, great. Carlos Rodon is exactly what this Yankees team needed. Another guy that can be almost like a co-ace of a staff, which we know how important that is in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Carlos Rodon, who, the huge addition, he comes over in spring training, wasn't great in his first start, then dealing with some nagging injuries. How's he going to feel? So to me, especially right now, Carlos Rodon is the most important pitcher because you have the ace of your staff, and then there's some question marks down below. Is Nestor going to be the Nestor we saw last year? Is the rotation going to stay healthy? And most importantly, is Carlos Rodon going to be a top-tier ace of a staff kind of guy? I mean, we all hope so. You've been preaching his name for I a love long Carlos time. Rodon. I really do. I love it so much. Okay, who is your breakout player to watch on the Yankees? This might be the most breakout player in the American League this year, Anthony Volpe. I have been saying for a long time this guy needs to be in the big leagues. Yep. And then spring training started. He needs to be the opening day starter for the New York Yankees. And then he continued to tear it up throughout spring training, and it just became – what are we doing yeah. if this guy isn't on your team to start opening day? So Anthony Volpe, I believe, is the future of the shortstop position for the New York Yankees. He is a stud. He has all of the tools, and I think he breaks out not only for the Yankees, but he breaks out for the game of baseball. I hope so. They, they needed a star shortstop. When did Jeter retire? Like Kind of since then, right? There hasn't really been a yeah. big name they've had. Take over that yeah, position. it's just kind of been like a rotating door of like, yeah. is this guy going to do it? The Danny? answer has been really know. no yeah. for, so the, I, for the most part. So I hope so. All right, let's move on to a team that's got a whole lot of work to do, the Boston Red Sox. Let's talk about their moves they made this offseason. They have and had a lot of work to do, as you mentioned, or as I said early on. They came in last place last yep. year. This team was coming off of a playoff year, and – ends up in dead last in a, to be fair, a good AL East. But they finished under 500, really bad year. And they did, they have quite a few additions. Masataka Yoshida being probably the biggest acquisition coming over from Japan. We saw him in the World Baseball Classic where he kind of put the world on notice of how good he can be. Outfielder, big addition there. Justin Turner from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Corey Kluber. Starting pitcher, Kenley Jansen, closer, Adam Duvall, outfielder. So they made some moves. A lot of big additions there. Yeah. Losses. This is a big one. A huge. Xander Bogarts, the shortstop, the pride of the Boston Red Sox, gone. J.D. Martinez, gone. Nate Eovaldi, Michael Waka, Tommy Pham, Matt Barnes, all at the door. So Big turnover everywhere you look, Mm -hmm. but the biggest of all the additions and losses is Xander Bogarts, who is no longer going to be at that shortstop position for the Red Sox. Huge, huge loss. 
All right, let's move on to your hitter to watch for the Red Sox. It's Masataki Yoshida. As I mentioned, this guy's coming over from Japan. Left-handed hitter. Um, really good outfielder. But this guy can be, for me, he's kind of interesting because is he going to be a middle-of-the-order bat for this Red Sox team? Or is he going to be a bottom-of-the-order singles kind of average guy? We don't really know. Mm-hmm. I know we watched him in the WBC kind yeah. of tear it up. So this guy was dominant in Japan for quite a few years. He's a very, very good player. I'm very excited to watch him and see how he makes that transition from the NPB in Japan yeah. to the United States. Which we always know takes a little bit of adjusting time just because of the culture, the language, the game's different. So Especially we Just give them a month to ta- like calm yeah. down. We've talked <laughs> a lot from it from a pitcher's perspective on how the mound is different, the baseball yeah. is different, but from a hitting perspective, the pitchers are totally different. As yeah. most of you know, I went to Japan last year and got to see for the first time NPB games in Japan, which is their highest level, and their best pitchers. Well, really, every they just do things differently. There's yeah. a lot more off-speed thrown. There's not usually as high velocity, though with the the top guys in Japan that we've seen on the big stage, Roki Sasaki, Yamamoto, Imanaga, there's velocity there. Yeah. But for the majority, you're looking at guys throwing low 90s, flipping up a ton of off-speed, yeah. whereas in the U.S., velocity, velo reigns supreme, and mm-hmm. you will face 100 miles an hour constantly. So um, how will that transition go? He's the hitter to watch. Okay, moving to the mound, who is your pitcher? to watch for the Red Sox. Chris Sale. Chris Sale has been an ace of a staff, was with the White Sox, and now he's with the Red Sox and just been riddled with injury after injury and freak injury after freak injury. And really, it's that simple. Mm -hmm. We know how dominant he can be. Big, tall, lanky lefty that can throw still mid-90s. But last year, he started two games. Yeah. I mean, Mm. that... You got to stay on the field and it's really no discredit to him. The injuries have been crazy. He comes back last year and ends up getting hit in the hand and breaking his finger and his second. It's, it's been freak accident wild for Chris sale. So the most important pitcher there is Chris sale. And can he put it together and just have a full healthy season? I hope so. All right. Breakout player for the Red Sox. Who you got? Tristan Cassis, he's he's the future of the Red Sox. I'm a big fan. I think he's going to be in strong contention for AL Rookie of the Year. Okay. Red Sox fans have been waiting for this guy <laughs> for a long, long time. As you see the tweet in the wall now, the Red Sox, Tristan Cassis has arrived. Woo! This guy oh, has he's pop. big, He's too. a big boy, left-handed. This is what Power. This, this is exactly what the Red Sox need. And by exactly what I mean, they need him to pan out and be this huge, lefty, tons of pop. This is the guy. He's here. I think he puts the world on notice. Like, even just looking at him, you can tell this guy has power. And then seeing that swing and seeing how far the ball went. Yeah. Yeah, they got to be real excited for this guy. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to a stacked team up north in Toronto, the Blue Jays. What moves did they make this offseason? A lot. They added Chris Bassett from the Mets, a middle-of-the-rotation guy for them, probably more like a lower-end-of-the-rotation guy for them. Dalton Varsha, who I'm a huge fan of. Brandon Belt, Kevin Kiermeyer, 
Chad Green in the bullpen, some big additions. On the losses side, not quite as much. Ross Strimpling, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and the biggest of those being Teoscar Hernandez in the outfield, now out and off to Seattle. All right. Who's your hitter to watch for the Blue Jays? Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, Vladdy. He, look, we he put the world on notice two years ago when he was in that MVP triple crown race with Shohei Otani, mm -hmm. and he had probably a more down year for him last year and was just so good. Vladdy Jr. is a star in this game. He's in smack dab middle of that lineup, and his down year last year was 274 with 32 homers, yeah. 97 RBIs. I'm expecting bigger and better this year, and we all should. He's he's a stud. All right, who's your pitcher to watch for the Blue Jays? You know, this one kind of came easy for me when yeah. I was thinking, this rotation is going to be lights out. You have Kevin Gosman, Alec Manoa, so many of these these names that are really good, but for me, the, the game changer is Jose Barrios, mm. who – Came over from the Twins, signed a big deal, making a lot of money, and last year was not good. In fact, since he's been with the Blue Jays, he has not been good. But his stuff is so good, way too good, to be having a 5-2-3 ERA throughout a regular Oof. season and only 149 strikeouts and 172 innings. He has to figure it out for this team that is star-studded, has an elite top end of the rotation, and he was supposed to be in that top end of the rotation and ends up sliding down. So where is he going to fit in? Is he going to be a guy that you're throwing out there every five days but he's not very good? Or is he going to be the guy that you traded for and brought over and signed? So I hope he's that guy. Yeah. All right, moving on. Breakout player for the Jays. I think this guy's broken out already. It was just in Arizona, and okay. not a ton of people know the name or know about him. Dalton Varsho. I am a huge Dalton Varsho fan. This guy is a catcher that plays a fantastic center field. That's incredible. He does it all, and he's going to probably play the strong majority of outfield for this Blue Jays team. The athleticism for this guy is off the charts. Left-handed guy with a ton of pop, 27 home runs last year, 16 stolen bases, and this guy was a catcher. He is a catcher, but he's going to play outfield and do it very well. I am a huge Dalton Varsho fan. I think he was one of, if not the most underrated pickups of the offseason, and he is on the Toronto Blue Jays. That's a big claim. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Big the, hot, the hot takes are starting. We're, we're not we're not there yet. Let them begin. But they are starting. All right, let's move on to the Tampa Bay Rays. What moves did they make this offseason? The Rays made quite a few moves this yeah. offseason. Zach Eflin, pitcher, needed that to get done. And David or Daniel Robertson. Zach Eflin became their largest free agent contract in history. Which I don't know if that says more about Zach Eflin or about the Tampa Bay Rays because it wasn't that big of a contract. But alas, he is now with the Rays and he's going to be an important part of that rotation that should be pretty good. Daniel Robertson um, and then losses, Kevin Kiermeyer, G-Man Choi, Mike Zanino, David Peralta, Ryan Yarborough, Corey Kluber, Nick Anderson. That's a lot of people. So I really have a lot of question marks with this Rays team. And every time I end up with question marks from the Tampa Bay Rays, they end up answering them and making you look like they, fools. They always seem to figure it out somehow. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. a guy come up this year and, like, 
take the world by storm and have like a one <laughs> ERA and it's going to be insane. So uh, a lot of turnover there. Yeah. Okay. Who's your hitter to watch for Tampa Bay? It's Randy Rosarena. Look, we saw him in the world baseball classic and pool play. The guy hit 500. This guy, when the lights are the brightest, he shines. Yeah. And we've seen it in the playoffs took the world by storm in that playoff where he had arguably one of the greatest postseasons of all time. We saw it in the WBC. This guy's a star. What's he going to do in the regular season? He's almost becoming a guy that we see he has all the talent in the world, but I would argue he's far more talented than 263 and 20 home runs, mm. 89 RBIs, which we saw last year. I would argue he's more along the lines of he has the talent to be a 300 guy with 30-some homers, but – is he the kind of guy that over the course of 162, he like needs that energy yeah. and that passion of like a WBC or the playoffs yep. to, to bring out his best? I think, yeah. I'm hoping he finds a way to hone it all in for 162 because this guy's a star. All right, moving to the mound. Who is your pitcher to watch for the Rays? Shane McClanahan. If you'll remember, he was in the Cy Young, if not leading the Cy Young conversation in the American League for the majority of the year until the very end, had a couple of starts where he wasn't great. Um, but still, him and Dylan Cease are possibly winning the award if it wasn't for uh, Justin winning with the Astros. McClanahan's nasty. A 2.54 ERA last year, 194 strikeouts and 166 innings pitch. I would like to see that number get up to about 200 or more innings okay. pitched this year and the strikeouts if he's on that same ratio in the 230 strikeout range. He has that capability. Finally, breakout player to watch for the Rays. Yeah, everybody knows this name, Wander Franco, and I feel like he came up as a top prospect in the game of baseball, going to be in that middle infielder, in the middle infield for the Rays, switch hitting, super fast, can hit for power. He kind of has every tool, and we have seen him be good in the major leagues. I don't think Wander Franco is a good baseball player. I think he is an elite baseball mm. player, and I don't think 277 with six homers and 33 RBIs in 83 games is elite. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think Wander Franco this year breaks out and has one of the best years for a middle infielder in the game. It's crazy because the Rays have all the pieces. You, you just went through and you name the big pitchers, name the big hitters, breakout players. They're just they're in a tough division. This is this is a very balanced division. I I yeah, it's a super tough division. My argument would be like, do they have all the right players? Like I legitimately don't know. <laughs> but the, my I I will not, like on paper I would yeah. say no. This team won't compete with the top of the top of the top of the American yeah. League. But the the Rays make everybody look like fools. Yeah, they always when seem all to is said it and out. done. And I know the rotation will be good. McClanahan, who knows what's gonna happen with uh Tyler Glass now, but the pitching will always be elite. Yeah. Will Randy be elite? That's a huge will he be an MVP type of player or will he be a good outfielder? I think for this Rays lineup, that makes all the difference in the okay. world. And you have a a bunch of those guys, Wander, Randy, a lot of the guys in that lineup that have proven in big time moments, they can be some of the game's best, but over 162, can they be? I don't know. I don't know. Time will. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, moving on to our last team, a team that I think shocked the league by being ahead of schedule in their rebuild, finishing over 500, the Baltimore Orioles. Let's start talking about the big moves they made this offseason. Well, Alex, this is where it gets a little disappointing. Okay. They didn't, really. Mm-hmm. Kyle Gibson brought him in as a pitcher. Adam Frazier, who, since he's been on the Pirates, has not been that same. He was leading the leading the National League in hits when he was with the Pirates, then goes to the Padres and goes from a leadoff guy with a lot of potential for the, that Padres lineup to batting ninth to really not playing much to then playing in Seattle and not having a good year. Now he's off to the Orioles, so – my level of excitement there isn't as high as it would have been, you yeah. know, where it was with the Padres when they first got him, where he appeared great. James McCann, catcher, veteran guy behind the plate, always useful for a young staff. Yep. Losses, really none. I threw in Rufnet Odor on here because I don't really know why. I mean, right. not really super notable, but everybody awesome. knows the name, and yeah. he's not afraid to throw a punch or two every now and then. So, you know, notable in case your team gets in a <laughs> brawl. You don't have Rufnet Odor. It's big. All right. Now, Baltimore's got a lot of young talent on this team. Who is your hitter to watch this year? I I have a love-hate relationship with this Orioles team, okay. and we'll get more to it after we get through this and because division preview and predictions is next. I'll yeah. talk all about them. Love-hate relationship. Big-time love for this guy, Adley Rutschman, mm-hmm. the catcher that came up and legitimately was the cause – you can point to the day of when Adley came up and when the Orioles season turned around. And that's not a coincidence. Adley was the top prospect in the game of baseball. We had heard about him for a long time coming out of Oregon State. Is he going to be the guy that we all think he could be? The answer was yes. 254 last year, 13 homers and very limited time. We're going to get 162, hopefully, of Adley. Well, no catcher plays 162, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> A full season of Adley Rutschman, and I could not be more excited to watch him. All right, who's your pitcher to watch for the Orioles? Again, a lot of love here for this guy, Grayson Rodriguez. I think he comes up, and I think he makes a huge difference for this team. This Orioles team has needed pitching. Grayson Rodriguez has been a prospect for – a couple of years, a well-known prospect. And I think, you know, this is a guy that could have been my breakout player because yeah. we haven't seen him. Okay, We're going to see him this year, but that's how important I think he is to this rotation because I look at this Orioles team and say, when was the last time this team had an ace? Legitimately, uh-huh. think about it. When was the last time the Baltimore Orioles had a dominant ace? Well, I think Grayson Rodriguez can ultimately and eventually be that guy, and I am so excited to watch him be a part of that rotation. Now, the Orioles had a lot of breakout players last year. You just mentioned a couple of them, but who are you keeping an eye on this season? Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson, last year we saw him come up and make his debut. Um, This is his technical and official rookie season, so he is in line to be able to win rookie of the year. 
We saw him in his first at bat as a major leaguer hit a home run. The helmet popped off. The flow, the beautiful flow it was of his magical. hair. It was a magical it was moment magical. capped off by magical hair. Yep. And I think this year he breaks out. Going to play on the left side of the infield for this Orioles team. A little bit of shortstop, a little bit of third base. He's a star in the making, and he is uh, hes going to be exciting. He is. All right. So that wraps up our – individual team by team preview now we're going to make some predictions ben and i are going to give our al east most fun player to watch our al east cy young winner and our al east mvp so let's start with your most fun player in the al east my most fun player in the al east is george springer I love me some George Springer. Okay. He plays a great outfield. He's fun. Diving catches all over the place. Offensively, always brings the energy, the passion. Not afraid to not afraid. <laughs> not afraid. Not afraid <laughs> to flip his bat, which you know, in case you didn't hear, huh. we love that here. I'm also I I just I love George Springer for yeah. a cornucopia of different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think he's the most exciting guy in this division. And a lot of people, that's probably the second hot take that I've had so far is that George Springer is the most exciting guy in this division. All right. Uh, well, my most fun player in the AL East is his teammate, Vladdy Jr. This kid has it all. He has the power. He has the passion. He has the potential. We saw it when he was in the MVP conversation two years ago, but he grew up in and around the game with his Hall of Fame dad vladdy he knows what it takes we've seen him make adjustments from year one to year two he just has fun playing the game you can see it when he's rounding the bases he's skipping he's pointing when he's playing i i love vladdy jr and i think he is the most fun player to watch i yeah can't go wrong with that i love me some vladdy jr as well all right let's move on to our ale Cy young winners who you got i got garrett cole i think garrett cole is a top pitcher in this game. I think since he's been with the Yankees, I think even fans have kind of um, undervalued him and the pitcher he has been simply probably because they're not getting over that hump and winning a World Series or getting to a World Series and beating the Astros. So I think there's kind of a salty taste in Yankees' mouths when he goes up and maybe in a big game gives up three runs, which isn't the end of the world. Garrett Cole is the best pitcher in this division, and there were a couple of different routes I could have gone, so I'm excited to hear the route you could go. Yep. Um, but to me, the most dominant pitcher still throws 100 with wipeout stuff. It's Garrett Cole. I'm going Alec Manoa. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on the Blue Jays. He burst onto the scene last year for Toronto just in his second season. He was an all-star. He finished third in the AL Cy Young voting last year. And he was a big reason that the Blue Jays got to the postseason. He had almost a 23% strikeout rate in his second big league season. If we're seeing that now, sky's the limit for Alec. I, I really like Alec Manoa. I think he is probably – I don't know. He's definitely up there in, in the most underrated starting pitchers in baseball. He's he's a young guy. If you mm -hmm. if you think back, look back, you, you you need to look not much further than when this guy made his big league debut in Yankee Stadium and went out and dominated. To me, that says you're good, yeah. obviously. But to have to have that outing in your debut in Yankee Stadium against the New York Yankees. That tells you something about his mentality on the mound as well, and the combination of his stuff and his mentality makes him certainly one of the best pitchers in the game. I mean, not just the Yankees. I'd say Yankee 
fans, it's probably harder to pitch in Yankee Stadium dealing with the fans than yeah. it is the actual players. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's great. Okay, let's move on to our MVPs of the ALEs. Who you got? I got Aaron Judge. Yep. I mean, Aaron Judge is, as of right now, he's the best hitter in the game of baseball. Coming off of the year that he had breaking the all-time American League home run record in this day and age with pitchers as nasty as they are. Are you kidding me? I'm not saying he's going to top that and hit 63 homers this year, but I wouldn't be surprised one bit if Aaron Judge is back Mm -hmm. in the 50s in home runs, hitting over 300. He's that good, and it's so good for the game of baseball. He's so good for the game of baseball. Seeing him at these big events, he's becoming that face that the game of baseball needs. Seeing him at Tampa Bay Bucks games when Tom Brady's there rocking a Brady jersey, seeing him as a face of the game of baseball out there at these events is so good. He's an MVP off the field. He's an MVP on the field and certainly the MVP of the AL East. Yep, and he is also my MVP of the AL East for all the reasons you (laughs) – A.L. Weast. A.L. Weast. Words are hard. Um, For the same reasons that you explained. But also, I think a big reason is he got what he wanted this year. Okay, last season, he turned down a deal from the Yankees at the beginning of the season. He bet on himself, and he went above and beyond, I think, what anyone expected him to do. He got the contract. He got his money. He got the years. And he got the captain title. And that is huge. So what is he going to do? I think he's going to build off of what he did last year. And now he has ownership in the team and in himself. I think he goes off. Yeah, the captain of the New York Yankees. It's huge. A a title that hasn't been had since Derek Jeter when he was the captain of the New York Yankees. So quite the passing of the baton to Aaron Jones. Yeah. All right, before we wrap up, I want your season standings for the AL East. What? This is where the hot it's in the, it's in the play. board and wait what I have my winner of the AL East being the Toronto Blue Jays. Whoa! Look, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. Let's hear it. You put the the two lineups side by side. Yeah, the Blue Jays and the Yankees. Okay, who are you taking? The Blue Jays. Okay. Yeah, you did. Put their starting rotations. Side by side. Who are you taking? Now, this one is a lot closer, and the argument might be the Yankees, but it is very close. Alec Manoa at the top of rotation. Kevin Gosman. Um, Chris Bassett, new addition. You say Kikuchi. Jose Barrios. I'm a believer okay. in this Blue Jays team. Clearly. Yep. I have them winning the AL East with a record of 94 and 68. Wow. Yep. Hot. Yankees at number two, and then three through five finishing the same as last year. I have the Yankees in second place right behind Toronto, two games, two games. back. The Tampa Bay Rays finishing third, 88 and 74. A little better than last year. The Orioles finishing 81 and 81, and this is where I'm going to continue to talk about them. This is okay. why I have this love hate relationship. I love the young core yes. that they are creating. I am very disappointed that the front office came out and said, I think our rebuild was ahead of schedule, so we're pumping the brakes on building around them. Oh. If you're ahead of schedule, then you get on board, hop on the train, and keep it going. So it's, Yes. So it's frustrating that they didn't go out and add 
a big time bat that they weren't yeah. in play for one of the big shortstops on the market for a big bat on the market for another big pitcher on the market. They didn't do any of that. And it's so frustrating because I believe this core is ready with a full season of Adley, a full season of Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez on the mound, Cedric Mullins out there in the outfield. The core is there. The core is ready, but they didn't go in on it. They didn't, they didn't buy the stock in what we saw and became one of the most exciting teams in baseball for the yeah. second half last year, where guess what? The Baltimore Orioles were in playoff contention the last week of the season. Crazy, considering their season prior. Crazy. So i just a little disappointed in their offseason. I think they do about the same as they did last year, right around That's the 500 worse. Mark. They went 83 and 79 last year. Yeah, They were above slight, 500, so you have them finishing 500. Yeah, slight tick back. All right. Have them finishing 500. And the Red Sox, still not a believer in what they did. No. Xander Bogarts out the door. That's a huge loss. Yes, some additions, some question mark additions with Yoshida. I think he's going to be good, but I don't know. Justin Turner getting older, not the same Justin Turner we we saw in his prime when he was with those Dodgers teams. So I, I don't think the Red Sox are going to be very good this year. All right. Hot take. Yeah. At least. That's my hot take. Probably the hottest one in all the divisions. Yeah, you might get some heat for that one. Yankee fans are going to love you. Yankees fans. <laughs> I could say the Yankees are going to win the division, and it wouldn't matter. Yankees fans don't like me, and I'm completely okay with that. All right. I don't I do not do it. I, I like the team. Yeah. I have a lot of friends on that team. Yeah. I like them. But I guess just rooting for Shohei to win an MVP and thinking Shohei was the MVP – Literally, really just yeah. made people do a made full 180 and despise <laughs> me. How dare you? How dare you think one of the most talented players, if not the most talented player that has ever played the game of baseball, how dare you think he is the MVP over our king, Aaron Judge? I love Aaron Judge. Yeah. But I just thought it, Shohei was the MVP. Sue you just me. said he's the face of baseball and doing an amazing job stepping up as a face of baseball. It doesn't matter. Okay. I'm hated. And that's okay. Blue Jays win the division. Yankees also making the playoffs. It'll be a very good division. I'm excited yeah. to watch. And Alex, that does it for our AL East division preview season right around the corner. I can't wait. Me either. I am so pumped up. Thank you all for listening to this AL East division preview episode of Flipping Bats. Make sure you guys subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify or wherever. Click that plus subscribe button. Also, all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. The season is right around the corner. Thank you all for listening. Until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.